You are listening to the Father's House podcast located in Owensboro, Kentucky. For more information, visit thefathershouseky.com. Well, good morning. How's everybody doing? Woo! It's Sunday! Hey, it's Sunday. This is the day the Lord's made. We're going to be glad and rejoice in it. See how my voice just changed there? It just went from, let's go, to really calm and chill and take a nap. But if this is the day the Lord has made, we're going to be glad and we're going to rejoice in it. Amen? Man, you guys are like, Pastor Daryl, who are you? By the way, if you don't know me, my name is Daryl Allen, associate pastor here. Welcome. Where's Pastor Mike? Where's he at? He's, at a, he's been at a youth camp this weekend. We're excited for all the awesome things that God's doing at that camp and anointing Pastor Mike for, for just taking his, the power of the testimony to literally change and transform lives, lead them to Jesus. Amen? Ooh. I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited to be here. I'm super excited. Now, before we begin, I'm going to quote Pastor Emil here, and we're going to pray. Right, we're just gonna pray, and we're gonna keep it. It's gonna go really, really quick, which probably means we're not. So, now, Pastor Emily, I love how he says he's like, "Prayer has it come to that? Prayer should be the number one thing we do this morning." Amen. Anyway, it's an honor to be here. I hope you're ready. I hope your eyes and your ears and your hearts are open. Again. Where's Pastor Daryl come from? Normally on a Sunday, I'm back in the kids' ministry where there is no junior Holy Spirit, where kids are learning to hear the voice of God and to follow the Holy Spirit. Ooh, I don't know about you guys, but the Holy Spirit isn't just for us. Anyway, youth ministry, kids' ministry, this is not about me. I'm just trying to tell you, if you wonder who I am, that's where I've been. But it's an honor. Pastor Mike has asked me to preach this morning. We're going to jump right in. We're going to pray. All heads bowed, all eyes closed. Let's just be reverent before the Lord. I'm going to get my water ready. A lot of times preachers will say, bow your heads, close your eyes. It's really just a cheap chance to get some water. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, for real. Lord, what an honor uh, to preach and teach your word. Lord, I pray that our hearts and our, uh, our eyes and our ears are open just to receive from you today. Father, I pray, Lord, there's people in the room today that they want breakthrough. Lord, there's some people that came in the room, they're disappointed. Lord, maybe they've just been waiting a long time. Lord, they've been praying and believing, and some people in here have given up. And I pray, Lord, that today that they would no longer give up, but embrace and extend their hand to you, the Father, and say, you know what, Lord, I'm, I'm going to give you, Lord, I'm going to look to you. You're where my help comes from. You're where my strength comes from. I'm going to surrender my life. I'm going to surrender. Whatever you want me to do, you have my Yes. Because God, that's how desperate I am. Father, there's people in the room. Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you would anoint this message to preach and teach and have your way. Lord, it's not about me, it's you. It's never about me. It's never about whoever's up here, it's you. Holy Spirit, move and just do your thing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, if you're in here and you're a parent, you know one thing. And if you're not a parent, that's okay. But kids are costly. Can I get an amen? Kids are costly. I have one. You know, I have a lot of spiritual sons and daughters. They're costly too, but in a different way. Uh, I used to take one of my students out to eat, and he would always get the lobster. I say, get whatever you want. What's he get? He gets the lobster. Okay. All right. You know, 
Uh, I had a friend of mine take me to the Big Dipper once. Hey, uh, Daryl, get whatever you want. Okay, I'd like a double cheeseburger, a chocolate shake. What are you trying to do, break me? So when I say you get whatever you want, you get whatever you want. Well, anyway, he get, he's like, uh, can I have the lobster? And uh, he gets the lobster, and I'm like, okay. He doesn't eat the lobster. We go out again. Hey, bro, get whatever you want. He gets the lobster. Does he eat all the lobster? No. Okay, then I start learning my lesson. So, hey, now when we go out to eat, get whatever you want, but not the lobster. Now, I have a kid of my own, and Trisha and I were talking about this actually this morning. Uh, she's 11 now, and I don't want my child to be one of those like PK stories, pastor's kid stories, where like they share all these embarrassing stories. You know the story, but they don't. So I'm going to try to spare her of that. But we were talking this morning. My daughter is 11, and she was three months premature. Three months. I was two months premature when I was born, and I didn't know the, I know it was expensive, Woo! I don't know. This might be chump. Oh, sorry. In my family, we say chump change. But like, uh, we this might be just a drop in the bucket for you. But it, all I know is my my daughter being born was like two hundred thousand plus dollars. Trisha knows the exact number. I'm afraid to ask again. I might pass out right here in front of you. But I was like two hundred thousand plus dollars. My daughter was awesome. You know, Trisha had a C-section. She came out upside down like Spider-Man. She was red and awesome. I got to see her first. It was super cool. But when that bill comes in, you're like, ooh. Now, the beauty of that $200,000 bill. Everybody say kids are costly. <laughs> hey, I'm talking to some teenagers up in here. You better be rethinking some stuff. Uh, as a youth pastor, sorry, that's a little joke for the parents, but it's kind of real if you want to get on the real for a second. But uh, the thing is, uh, it costs a lot, a lot of money. And then, of course, that's where a lot of us adults, like when we're like, I don't know, some of us are in our mid-20s or plus, uh, you're like, you want a job with benefits. Why? You want that insurance, right? Everybody say benefits. Give me them benefits. So you look at the 200K bill, and then you're like, ah, Praise Jesus, I have insurance. And that 200K bill drops down too. well, depending on where your insurance is, I don't want to get into the exact details, but it was probably about 10% maybe of what it was. And all I know is my wife went in and made a deal. She's a negotiator. You got to watch her. So she goes in and says, hey, if I offer you this dollar amount, will you waive the debt completely? Hallelujah, that debt was waived with whatever amount of undisclosed cash was in her hand. I don't even know where it came from. It was probably in a brown bag. She handed it over, and that debt was paid. Hallelujah for financial miracles. Amen? Pastor Darrell, where are you going with this? What's this got to do with me? Don't worry, I'm coming to you. Now, kids are costly. Now, you might sit now, and some of you guys, we get upset if a kid breaks a lamp. We don't get to have any nice things because of you. Anybody's grandparents or parent? We got some parents probably saying that. We could have nice things if it weren't for you. Let's not say that to our kids, by the way, because I can take, you can take that kind of personal, but who's ever heard that from their parents or a grandparent? Come on, show of hands. Okay, some of y'all probably got beat when that happened, and you didn't even have a discussion about the lamp. But at the end of the day, having kids is costly. 
And we're sons and daughters. And by the way, having benefits is a good thing. If you don't have benefits in here, hey, no harm, no foul. The good news is, is that the Father has benefits for you today. The Father has benefits for you today. In fact, that's the name of my message. The Father has benefits. I didn't say a friend. Won't you get your mind right? I didn't say anything about friends. I didn't say anything about benefits. Let's get it right. Let's keep it holy. And look to your neighbor, look to your neighbor, and I want you to go, the father has benefits. Look to your other neighbor and say, you got a sugar daddy. All right. Now that I got you, the father has benefits for you. And he loves you. And we're going to jump in the psalm, Psalm 103. Here's what it says. Oh, we got a whole lot of stuff on the screen. It says, to bless and affectionately praise the Lord, O my soul, and all that is deep within me. Bless his holy name. Bless and affectionately praise the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget any of his benefits. Your dad's got some benefits. I don't care what Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield's got. I don't care what Guardian Dental's got. I don't care what dental health options is have. You have a father who has benefits for you. And some of you in here, you came in here today, you're like, I'm not sold. I'm not here to sell you. I'm here to tell you the word of God. I'm here to point you to the father and you and him need to work it out. But it says we're to bless and gratefully praise. Head to toe, one translation says. Head to toe, we're to bless and praise the Lord. What's this got to do with benefits? Everything. Everything. See, there are no benefits without blessing the Lord. A lot of times we live in a thankless culture. Come on. Parents feel me. We don't do it for the thank you, do we? Nah. But every now and then, a thank you every now and then means a lot, doesn't it? Do you know what I go through for you, child? I guarantee there's some parents in here who said that. If you haven't said it, I guarantee you thought it. But we live in a generation that it's all about us. And look, I love our generation. I don't write off Generation Z at all. I work with them every single day. I get there. Here's the thing. We live in a generation of selfies, social media, stories, social media posting. Uh, or we get our news from like Facebook and other places that really isn't really news. My point is, we live in a generation that is all about self. And a lot of times, we don't want to do anything unless there's something in it for us. Unless there's something in it for us. Well, what do I get out of it? It's like, hey, can I borrow your truck? Well, yeah, what do I get out of it? You gonna pay for the gas? You know, uh, hey, uh, you know, can we go to lunch? Can you pay? Oh, I'm, Kobe forgot his wallet again. Ah, I guess I'll pay. Just kidding, Kobe. Kobe knows what I mean by that. It's an inside joke. If you forget your wallet on me on lunch, I'm talking to you later. <laughs> Here's, but it says we're to bless and affectionately praise the Lord. This morning, we had the opportunity to bless and praise the Father, to sing and to shout and to dance and to jump and get hype. But a lot of us carried a lot of crapola with us on the way in. 
And sometimes we don't feel it. It's like if we don't feel it, we don't do it. If we don't get something out of it, we don't do it. But it says to bless and praise the Lord and don't forget, forget not, all of his benefits. See, God's benefits are tied to blessing and praising him. You want the benefits? You want the Father's benefits? You want his, uh, in his benefit package? You're gonna have to bless and praise the Lord. And can I give you a little inside? We always think bless and praising the Lord is something we do, woo, when everything's good, let's go! But we bless and praise the Lord when we're humbled and when we're broken, and when we got nothing left, and we're crying in the kitchen floor, begging God to somehow provide the finances to pay the bills that month. Not that that happened to me. And we're broken, and we're humbled, and we don't know what else to do. I'm just gonna come down here. Celebration is something we do even when we're broken, even when we're hurting. Even when all else seems lost, we're going to bless and we're going to praise the Lord. Pastor Darrell, I don't feel like doing it. He didn't give you an option. You know, the Bible has all these commandments. There's not an option. This, this is my commandment. It's not how he says it, but that's kind of how I picture it a little bit. It's kind of how I hear it sound every now and then. This is my commandment. No option. Love your neighbor as yourself. Ah! Forgive your neighbor. Forgive your enemies. Pray for them. Woo! I don't want to do that. Ah! I'm really mad at them. They hurt my feelings. I don't want to forgive them. Doesn't matter. Bless the Lord. Praise him for getting out of his benefits. At the end of the day, the father is to be blessed and to be praised. If you want your miracle to happen, praise precedes the miraculous. You want the miraculous to happen in you? You want the miraculous to happen in your family? You gotta begin to praise God before the miracle ever takes place. That's called faith. And it's praise that precedes the miraculous. It's that faith that brings the breakthrough. It's that faith that's gonna change your family. It's that faith in believing God that he's gonna do something that you, it's like we don't even see it yet, but we believe and hold on to it because it's going to come to pass. When was the last time you praised God? Head to toe. When? We've got to overcome all of this discouragement and disappointment and celebrate God, good and bad. I'm going to tell you, the time I need to celebrate God is when it's bad. Brother, it's been bad. I know. I hear, I feel you. I'm with you. Celebrate. Blessing the Lord will bring the benefits. I don't know, we were down in Nashville recently and they sang this song, Ain't No Rock. I believe it's Maverick City. I could be wrong. All I know is it got hype in there. And it's like, you know, if we don't praise God, the rocks will. I don't know about you, but ain't no rock going to beat me in that. Some of you guys need to go outside, take a rock, talk to it, and punch it, and say, it's my turn. Some of you guys do that, take a picture, post it online. So, bless the Lord brings benefits. Everybody say, the Father has benefits. All right, here we go. We're going to keep jumping. I'm not, I don't want to stay too long. Don't want to overstay my welcome. So number two, the father has benefits. Don't forget. Don't forget that he has benefits. Don't forget. So, okay, 
Let's think about this for a minute. The father says, don't forget his benefits. Why would he do that? Why would he say, don't forget my benefits? You know, like when you have, like we were talking about benefit packages, they hand you that big folder with all those papers that you just chuck in the back of your car or throw in a trash can later you don't ever read. Here's your 401k plan. You never go read it. Fine, just sign the dotted line. But when the father has benefits, he says, don't forget. Why do you think that is? You know, what I think it is, is I think God knows we're going to forget. God knows that something's going to happen where we will forget. We're in here this morning, and Maddie was talking about the testimony part, which I thought was really good. And the thing is, we forget. We forget how good God has really been to us and really currently is to us. See, sometimes when I get discouraged, I always tend to go, you know what, Lord, what have you rescued me from? What have you forgiven me of? And I start going through a list. I don't live in the past, but every now and then it's like, all right, Lord, I feel like I'm looking inward and I need to look upward. So let's look at what you've done for me. You've forgiven me of all my sins, past, present, and future. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you never wrote me off. Thank you, Lord, that you redeemed me. Thank you, Lord, that I'm forgiven. Thank you, Lord, that when you see me, I'm a son and I'm the righteousness of God. And nobody can tell me any different. Tries they might have sometimes. Whatever. You know what? Hey, I'm not going to argue with you. But I know the Daryl I am today is not who I was 20 years ago. I'm not him, and I'm glad I'm not him. I don't want to say I'm better. I just want to say I want to be more like Jesus. So the thing is, God knows that we're going to forget. He knows. Also, and if he says, don't forget any of my benefits, he's, he knows that means at one point you knew. At one point you knew the benefits. At one point you knew the goodness of God. At one point you knew the faithfulness of God. At one point you knew the mercy of God. But for some reason you've forgotten. You know, I think some of that happens because we tend to be a negative culture. We only really remember the negative things, right? Like I've been married for 14 years. That's not a pause for hand clap, by the way. Don't hand clap. So just, you know, I know you were dying to clap there. Just hold tight. 14 years. That's my sense of humor. Just roll with it. 14 years, right? Now, I learned early on in my marriage that if we're not careful, we revise history. You know? Why didn't you put the garbage toter out? I forgot. There's even worse things I could name. But my point is, I learned that when one bad thing happens, here's, if you're buried in the room, here's one thing. If one bad thing happens, we tend to revise the whole marriage as if it's been terrible the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, Man, you idiot, you got the wrong, there was no mayonnaise on my cheeseburger. You can interpret that however you want. That was not tongues. So, you forgot the mayonnaise, and then it's like one notch. Then it's like, you didn't turn the lights out before we went to sleep. Check two, and it's like the whole marriage is bad. 14 years, how am I, Lord, what have you given me? What it's called 
is you've revised history. You forgot the good things. We tend to only remember the bad. We know all the bad from the mainstream media. We know all the bad, like you go to Holiday World and you threw it, you rode the, uh, the revolution eight to 12 times like I did, never got sick, rode it one time, the next time you went and got sick, haven't been on it since. That's a challenge. But the thing is, all I, re- I don't remember all the good stuff. Uh, the blue ice cream, the funnel cakes, uh, those, that, that overpriced pizza they have. Unlimited Pepsi, though, bro. Yes, unlimited Pepsi. Hallelujah. But the thing is, you throw up on the rod, and that's all you remember. You're in marriage. It's all bad. It's always been bad. And you're like, I'm out. I'm out, and then you can't pull the ring off, and you're like, oh, I'm stuck, I'm stuck. (laughs) Point is, God knows that we're going to forget. God knows that that means at one point you once knew and remembered, but somehow you've forgotten. God is here today. If there's anything that you get out of anything I say today, not only does he have benefits, not only does he love you, but he's going to remind you of his goodness because the Lord is what he does. The Lord is faithful. God is good. The Lord is merciful. The Lord is forgiving. The Lord is our healer. Who he is, is what he does. And some of you in here today, if there's anything on my heart this morning, when I got up here, when I've been praying about today, is some of you in here, it's your turn. It's your turn, and it's, it's your turn. That's all I know, and you've given up, and it's time to try again. And remember, the Father has benefits, and he loves you. So the Father has benefits. Pastor Darrell, how do we forget? How does this happen? Elijah forgot. You know, Elijah took on the 450 prophets of Baal, or Baal, depending on who you ask. Baal is what I've known. Uh, the 450 prophets, fire falls from heaven. You know, God, uh, can I just tell you, God will only tolerate a season of sin. He'll tolerate it for a season. But eventually it's like, all right, we got to make this right. You might go to the chiropractor. Like going to the chiropractor, I love it. Like, oh, thank you. Then you got to come back on that plan that's like ever so many days. My chiropractor doesn't do that. He's just like, whenever you need me, I'm here. I like him. He's awesome. That's why I go to him today. I'm not going to plug his business right now. But a chiropractor, you go in and you get adjusted. You guys got to get my sense of humor, folks. So uh, when you go to the chiropractor, they lay you on the table and they adjust you. When they adjust you, they're aligning your nervous system. Your spine is attached to every nerve. Every nerve is attached to every muscle and tissue. Everything in our body is attached to the spine. So when you go in there and you get adjusted and you get your posture, is my posture is now perfect. As you get your posture aligned, you're setting everything right. God wants to set everything right. You've got to align. You've got to get adjusted. And sometimes getting adjust, adjusted can hurt a little bit. It might crack. It might pop. It might make a weird sound, but you're going to be all right. That's God today for you. Some of you guys are getting adjusted. Embrace his adjustment. Now, Elijah says, 1 Kings chapter 19, I'm not going to put it up, but he just killed 450 prophets of Baal. God tolerated a season of sin. Ahab, Jezebel, you know what? The showdown on Mount Carmel. And then he, they, they, fire falls from heaven. The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. This is the Wikipedia version, by the way. The Lord, he is God. And then they kill all the 450 prophets. And then Jezebel threatens him with, his, threatens him with words. What you've done, I'm going to do to you, bro. 
And then he runs and he's depressed. Lord, I just want to die. Now, let's get real. Can you guys relate to this? Lord, I just want to die. I'm the only one left. No one's enduring what I'm enduring. I'm the only one. Why? Why me? And the Lord speaks to him in 1 Kings 19. And he asks him a question. He says, what are you doing here, Elijah? What are you doing here? Elijah says, I'm the only one left. Now they're trying to kill me too. Verse 11, God tells him to go out and stand before on the mountain. The Lord told him, the Lord passed by. Mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose. But the Lord was not in the wind. And there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. Some translations say, in the silence. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and he went out and stood at the entrance of the cave and a voice said, what are you doing here, Elijah? So God is, Elijah just had a massive victory. Some of you in here might have had a massive victory, but you feel like you're in a setback. You feel like you're, you're, like, you're, in a, you're like in a bottomless pit. And a lot of times when we're in the bottomless pit, we can't see the way out. But God is here to remind you and to remind me, what are you doing here? I didn't tell you to, I, like, I didn't tell you to stay in this place. What are you doing here? What are you doing Have you forgotten my goodness? Have you forgotten my grace? Have you forgotten my mighty power? Have you forgotten my faithfulness? God is saying, what are you doing here? Some of you are in the room right now and you think I'm a looney tune up here. But the thing is, I'm here to challenge you. What are you doing here in your heart, in your mind, in your soul, in your thought life? God's saying, what are you doing there? I have not called you to be there. It's like the Lion King. Who's seen The Lion King? Either one. If you're a parent in here, it's on loop at home on Disney Plus. It's on loop. That or Aladdin. Will Smith, he's, yeah, it's good. I've seen it like a hundred times. But The Lion King, right? Mufasa, Simba. Simba feels guilty for the death of his father, Mufasa. And he runs off. Akuna Matata. You know, he's running from his kingship. He's running from his identity to be the heir and the king to the throne. And he has a little guy named Rafiki. Rafiki's my favorite character in the whole movie. He's better in the animated version. Rafiki's my favorite. He like hits him with a stick all the time. Like, yo, I like you. Hits him with a stick and says, hey, why don't you go look over here? And he has him look in the river. And then Simba hears a voice. Luke, I am your That's Star Wars, people. Hey, Lion King. But you guys were with me, weren't you? (laughs) What what is it with James Earl Jones being like the voice of dads? Luke, I am your father. 
Simba. Actually, he says, Simba, you have forgotten who you are. Remember. Look to your neighbor and say, remember. Look to your other neighbor and say, Bufasa. <laughs> and the Lion King, he says, remember, you are my son. You're my son. You're the king. Guys, I don't know if you know this, but the scripture says that we're the heir of a royal priesthood. We're a holy nation. We're heavily guarded treasure. We're sons and daughters. It's not a catchphrase. It's who we are. And God loves us. You're a son. You're a daughter. And everything he has for you is good. And he's got tons of benefits for you. It's time to take it back. Remember. If that's how it helps you remember. Remember. Okay, that's all nice and good, Pastor Darrell. Here, let's keep going. Verse three says this. I had a Star Wars reference out there for Nathan. He didn't jump on it. I hope he did. <laughs> Verse three. Guys, can, it, can we laugh in church? Is that okay? Have you guys had a rough week? I mean, I haven't even, I haven't even done everything I might normally do yet. We don't know what's gonna happen. I mean, I got a shirt on underneath this. Who knows what's going to happen? You never know. <laughs> Get scared. All right, verse three says this. Come on, people. God is good. Can I just remind you, the Father is so good, he's got benefits. It was, come on. Verse three. I'm just trying to encourage you to roll with me today. It says that God forgives all sins. He heals all diseases. He redeems your life from the pit and he crowns you with lavishly with loving kindness and tender mercy. He satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the soaring, overcoming, strong eagle. Now, it says here who satisfies your mouth or your years, your necessity, your desire, your personal age and situation. That's pretty specific. So God, not only we're to bless him at all times, he's to be blessed. Not only does he have benefits, don't forget, remember. But it says that he heals, he forgives all your sins, heals all your diseases, redeems your life from the pit, crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy, sons and daughters, princes and princesses, kings and queens. He satisfies your years with good things so your youth is renewed like the eagle. Now I could spend about 12 more weeks on this verse alone. <laughs> Come on, Sunday mornings, just kidding. But we're going to stay on verse 3. We're going to stay on target here. It's another Star Wars reference for you, Nathan. Verse 3. Nathan's like, stop doing that. Verse 3. It says he forgives every one of your iniquities, heals each one of all your diseases. Last point. The Father is an all-forgiving healer. If there's one thing the Lord put on my heart today is that God has come to heal some people, not only physically, but emotionally, and to heal families today. Pastor Darrell, I've tried. I believed. Have you forgotten? Do you remember? God is good. Last time I checked, I don't give up on God. He doesn't give up on me. I'm not going to give up on him. See, we, we learned here this last week that a lot of times our experience with God doesn't line up with our expectation with God. And there's a gap between the expectation and the experience. And because there's a gap between our experience with God and our expectation with God, suddenly we're the ones, we think God has left us, but we're the one that's left him because we didn't get to write the script. We didn't get to call the shots in the story, but he's the one that says, no, 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 no. You're mine and I write your story. 
We got to take, if you're disappointed, your expectation of God, your experience with him, and there's a gap, that's not his fault, that's your fault. Let me just say that in love. Don't take, somebody's going to say, man, he's kind of mean this morning. No, 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 I'm just saying, that's not his fault. And I'm not, hey, can we just get off the blame game? Let me just retract that for, cut that out. Can we not get on the blame game? Can we just go, you know what, God, you just have my yes. That's it. Yes, that's it. My life is yours, empty, poured out. You know what, God, but I got a preference. God, I got preferences. God didn't say, you. he didn't say have your preferences. He didn't say that. So if you've got a gap between your expectation and your experience, I think it's time to remember God's goodness today. Remember his benefits and work it out with him. Stop blaming everybody else on why you're mad. You might have some legitimate issues. I'm just going to tell you, you, people got issues in their family. Why do you think we talk about inner healing and emotional health so much around here? Because it's real. It's very real. And there's some stuff we need to make right. Pastor Darrell, but it's been 50 years or 20 years or five years. Make it right. Do your best to make it right. Make it right. And if you need to say, I'm sorry for something, just do it. I know it's hard sometimes. Saying I'm sorry is rough. Because somehow, somehow for some of us, it just completely wrecks our identity. Oh gosh, I'm a failure. I'm a, oh, ooh, I'm bad. No. Just means you made a mistake. Make it right. Say I'm sorry. See, God forgives all sins. I got off track for a second. Stick with me. Father's all forgiving healer. He forgives all sins. By the way, the word iniquity is generational. This is something that really stuck out to me, Larry Allen. You hold on to this just because I know how Larry thinks. Iniquity is generational. Our sins can be passed from generation to generation. In fact, an iniquity is not a single act of sin, but rather the flaw or attitude that produces the act of sin. Let me say that again. Iniquity is not a single act of sin, but the flaw or attitude that produces it. You know that coach? Attitude's everything. Man, he was right, wasn't he? Huh. That teacher had said, attitude's everything. So it's our attitude that produces sin. That gap I talked about, how's your attitude with God with that? How's your attitude with that gap in expectation and experience? How is that? Because if your attitude can produce sin and iniquity, and that can pass to your children and your children's children, there are things that we have done in our past that has opened doors that we need to deal with. I don't know about you, but I believe that God's going to break generational curses today. If you've got a generational curse in your family, if you'll submit to the lordship and the leadership of Jesus Christ, if you'll literally trust him in every way, he will break a curse off of your family today. Yeah, give him a shout. (sighs) Pastor Darrell, you're on the floor one minute and then you're serious the next. What is up? Here's what's up. Here's it is. Trisha and I, we took some teenagers to Nashville to a conference recently. And during the worship, I saw something. And they're, they're talking about the pandemic and all that. And I'm like, around here, we talk about it, but not really. But in bigger cities, it's a big deal to them. I mean, Nashville, it's like the Hollywood of this side of the country. I mean, the thing is, they're talking about the pandemic. And I, I, heard, the, I heard the Lord just say to me clearly. And I saw this picture of Trisha during the early parts of a year and a half ago, fixing up our dining room 
And I heard the Lord say, where some see fear or pandemic, it has been an opportunity for me to rebuild the house. And what he meant by is not literally the house, but rebuild the family. To rebuild your family, to rebuild my family. Here we are, the father's house, a healthy home for the city. He's rebuilding us family by family by family, person by person. If we're healthy people, we're gonna have healthy families. And if we have healthy families, we're gonna have a healthy community. And that is how we change the city. So the job isn't the source. I know some people that are talking about losing their jobs in a year or whatever. I know people are afraid. They've lost loved ones. I'm not here to downplay, negate, or, you know, tread on that in any way. But I am here to say, if there's ever a time, the Bible says that Jesus is the light of the world. And it says the light scatters the darkness. That Jesus makes the darkness tremble. We've got to stop looking everywhere else. We're looking for all of our hope to be in a job, the media, the news, whatever. We've got to start looking up. We've got to remember the Father has benefits for us. The Father has benefits for you. And the scripture says in Galatians 3, it says Jesus Christ paid the full price to set us free from the curse of the law. Jesus paid it in full to set us free from the curse of the law. It says he absorbed the curse completely as he became a curse in our place. For it is written, everyone who is hung upon a tree is cursed. Jesus Christ dissolved the curse from our lives so that in him all the blessings of Abraham can be poured out among the Gentiles. And now through faith, we receive the promised Holy Spirit who lives in us. Jesus Christ, who knew no sin, became sin so that we could become the righteousness of God. Literally, it says here that he, he literally took the curse for us. There are people in the room right now, you think you're cursed. You think your family is cursed. You think there's just something on you, your family, your situation. You think it's impossible. Jesus says, hey, if you have trusted in me, if you've trusted in my lordship, you believe on what I've done on the cross, he says, I literally have dissolved the curse. You're in Christ and the, his blood has covered every sin, past, present, and future, every generational sin, curse. He cleans it. He wipes the slate clean. Some of you in here, I need you to unclog your ears. I need you to take the wrapper off your Bible and I need you to go to Galatians 3. <sighs> Jesus has absor absorbed it all for us and the curse has been dissolved. It's no more. It's done. It's finished. Pastor Darrell, so what? You know what, so what? Father, I'm to bless him. Benefits of God, healing, economy of loving kindness, uh, re renewing my strength, uh, healing me, forgiving me, all that's good. So if I bless him, I get all these benefits. He's gonna forgive all my sins. He's gonna forgive. He's gonna heal my body. He's gonna heal me emotionally. So what? Well, here's the deal. Some of you in here have forgotten the goodness of God and you need to remember. Remember that he has benefits. Remember that he loves you. And the Bible says in Psalm 34, eight, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. I don't know about you, but I like to eat, especially in Owensboro. We love to eat. Moonlight. 
Taste and see that the Lord is good. I heard a pastor say recently, he goes, the reason why I think the coronavirus is demonic is because it takes your taste and smell. And the Bible says to taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen to that. Somebody, somebody lit up on that like, mm-hmm, yep, yeah, mm-hmm. Taste and see that he's good. You're in here today. You're not, and here's the thing. A lot of us think we're in Christ, but a lot of us are just in church. We think we're in Christ, but we're just in church, and that's it. And you know what? God doesn't, and if that is you, guess what? Nobody's condemning you here. But I'm going to tell you, the, the, if you want to have a life and a life to the full, you're going to give it to Jesus. I mean, Chris Cop gave an amazing, Chris Cop. I just see him on the front row, man. I, I don't know Chris that well, but just talking to him as often as I do, I'm, I'm just amazed at what God has done in him. And continuing to do. And so many others. We can't be in church. We've got to be in Christ. Sunday and Wednesday is not enough. Sunday, Tuesday and Wednesday is not enough. We've got to be sold out for Jesus. And to be sold out for him, that means yes in every possible area. That includes reading our word, but that's a whole other sermon. How can we be sold out for Jesus if we don't read his word? How do we know the benefits God has for us if we don't know his word? I hear his voice, pastor. How are you gonna hear his voice if you don't know his word? He can still talk, by the way. How do you know it's gonna line up? Stand to your feet. Worship team, come on up. Prayer team, come on up. You know, you're, for, there, there's a story that I go around where I talk about me and my dad in a remote control. If you've ever heard it, you know this story. But in this story, my dad, uh, he shows me the love of God. I dropped, we only had one TV back in those days. Whew, imagine that, deep. One TV, one remote, and it was my dad's TV is kind of how it was seen. But it, the family used it. I dropped it in the toilet. How'd that happen? I'll tell you after service. <laughs> But I dropped the toilet, I dropped it in the toilet, covered my tracks, and I was anxious for hours. Long story short, my dad calls a family meeting that evening, calls, says somebody's broken the remote control. He says, boys, your mother and I love you. We love you. But we always want you to tell the truth. And my dad said, I'm only going to count to three, and I just want to know who did it. Again, we love you. We're not here to beat you or, you know, what he just says, we love you. We just want you to tell the truth. Before my dad even got to, I think one or two, my hand went up and I said, dad, I'm sorry, I did it. You know, and my dad said, Daryl, that's okay. He says, Daryl, I love you. Thank you for telling me the truth. Now, when I share that story, to me, it's like, it's the, it's like how I want to remember my dad. My dad's been passed away for almost four years now. It's how I want to remember him, but really it's also how I see the Father. That I know that if I've messed up, I can go to him. Come on. He loves me. Amen. He'll forgive me. If you're in this room today, and that's you, I want you to come up here in just a moment. And I want you to let these guys pray and lead you to Jesus. Let's, let's, let's let the blood of Jesus take that curse, take the sin off of you, and wash you clean. There's another person in this room. 
and it ties into my dad because I tell that story about my dad, but I don't, not everybody hears this part. My dad lost his job a few years later. My family, we lost our home. We lost everything. We were living in hotels on the weekend written by cold checks. For those of you that know what that is. We eventually lived with my grandmother throughout the summer in one of her upstairs apartments with no air conditioning in like two bedrooms and there was like five or six of us. My dad felt like a failure because he lost his job and he couldn't provide for his family. And for years, my dad carried that failure on his shoulders and he was not really the same ever again. He felt like he failed. And I remember looking at my dad and you could just see his countenance. He just felt like he failed. And many years later, I get to come to my dad and I say, Dad, my dad still felt guilty about it. And I was like, Dad, I don't even think about that. I forgive you. I never even thought twice about it. I know you did your best. And my dad started crying. The reason why I share this story, some of you in here, you feel like you failed. The Father says you have not failed. Yeah, he's got benefits for you. But he's here to come take you, to love you. You have not failed. It's not final in any way. He wants to heal your family. You're in this room today. And you've got you've got some family junk going on. I, I encourage you, this prayer team's up here. We're going to pray with you. We want to pray for your family. We want to pray that maybe it's a generational curse. I don't know. But we're going to pray that iniquity and sin would break off and that you are not a failure. You are not a mistake. You are not lost. That the Father loves you and He's here to give you the benefits and everything He has to crown you with loving kindness and to renew your strength in every single day. I'm just going to ask you for a moment to bow your heads. If you're in here today and you say, I want to trust in Jesus. I want to give my life. I w- you're the first person I was talking to. If that's you, I just, want, I just want you to lift your hands up right where you're at. Anybody in this room. You're like, hey man, I messed up. God's here to say, hey, don't worry about it. I love you. The blood of Jesus covers it. You're welcome in the Father's house. Anybody in here? Anybody in here? Well, if that is you, I want to encourage you to come up to this altar team. We're not going to hide Jesus in this place. But with every head bowed and every eye closed, if I'm talking to you and you're that family, or you're one of those families I'm talking about, can I just tell you there's no shame in coming up here? I want to pray for you. These guys want to pray for you. I just want you, if you, if you just need, you need healing in your physical body, I want you to come forward. If you need healing in your physical body, you need healing in your family, you need God to just give some breakthrough in some area, I want you to come right now. The altar's open.
reason you're one of those people that stay in, in your seats. Stop trying to do it in your own strength. I'm not trying to make you come up here. Let me just encourage you to take time to come up here. After Even after we dismiss, you're welcome to come. If you feel like you're going to come up here by yourself, I want you to grab somebody and just bring them with you. they're praying we're going to pray Father you love us we're your sons and your daughters Lord we're your we're, we're, your, we're your children and you love us and you never write us off and Lord you're always here you're never far Lord yes you have benefits for us Lord we receive those we receive your grace we receive your mercy. We receive your healing, physical and emotional. Lord, some it's social or even spiritual. Father, I pray that we receive that healing. Father, we thank you that you crown us with loving kindness. You redeem our life from the pit. You redeem our family from the pit. You redeem the generations of my family from the pit. You renew our strength and you satisfy us with good things. I am a child of God. I have everything that, Lord, that you want to give me. You're a good, you're a good, good dad. You satisfy with good things. Thank you, Lord, for your benefits. Lord, help us remember. Lord, there's going to come times. Help us celebrate and remember in good and bad. And just like Elijah, tell us to go back the way we were. Put us back on the narrow road, the road to life. In Jesus' name. And everybody say, amen. Guys, real quickly, before we dismiss, Fire on the Altar is this Friday, 6.30 in the Cayo building across the parking lot. Worship, prayer, intercession. It's powerful. You do not want to miss it. Also, if you need prayer, we are still here in any way. We love you guys. You're dismissed.